Hello and welcome to Wine, Spirit, and, and Witches. Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. And guys, we are bringing to you another special holiday episode, and it's the bestest holiday that there ever was, and I'm so excited. Go Pumpkin Sluts! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pumpkin Sluts indeed. We... So we're going to talk about Shadow Fest today. Yes. Also known as Samhain. Yeah, Shadowfest is the Strega's Samhain. Correct. And um, it correlates with Halloween. Yes, it does. So it's, we are officially in spooky, ghosty season. Witches are in their power. Absolutely. The veil is thin. Yes. How many of you guys got spooky shit going on in your house? A lot of people do. I'm hearing stories uh-huh. already. Yeah. Have you had anything happen in yours? Not besides just everything going missing. No, not really. I don't think I've had anything going on either, which I'm kind of relieved about, but just a little disappointed. So it's it's going to get heavier as the weeks progress, let's face it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, I think I'm gonna... the veil is going to be thinner and thinner day by day, so. I think it's a, a good time to uh, go home and binge watch a bunch of paranormal stuff. Yeah. You know? Spooky movies. Um, get, your, get yourself in the ghosty mood. Decorate, decorate. Mm-hmm. Of the season, spend all of your money on Halloween decorations that will be left up all year long. Yes, yeah, I think it's a great <laughs> idea. I, I have my house decorated, so yeah, you do. It looks good too. Yeah, thank you very much. I have a bunch of skeletons all over the place. I've realized that I'm a very uh, skeleton you don't have heavy. Any pumpkins? What's wrong with you? Pumpkin I have a slut? tiny little <laughs> pumpkin, it's my adorable little one. It has this twisty little little stem, it's really cute. Okay, um, but okay. other than that, no, I just have a gang of pump, uh, not pumpkins, uh, skeletons and bones and shit. So, yeah, I have tons of decorations, but I limit it so because it gets it out of control. You know, so I just want to... You just, like, live in, like, a giant spirit Halloween, and you're like, no, it's just my house. (laughs) You got it. Did you see the Three Witches in Mary Apple? They're my favorite ever. I have not. I will have to check those out. You have to go see my Three Little Witches. Okay. I love them. I call them the Three Sisters. The Three Sisters? Yeah, they're very cute. They're my favorite, 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 favorite decoration. All right. I will will have to go look at those. They're very cute. We have to take a picture and post it for the people. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that after we're done okay. recording this. We will go and inspect them. Um, so what you drinking? Well, you brought a special treat today. You brought some, uh, what is it called? Pomegranate. Pomegranate juice. And we got, so we made pomegranate gin and tonics. And they're delicious, delicious, delicious. They're really good. They're really good. I got the recipe. It's based off of this, I forget exactly. It was called like Underworld Gin and Tonics or something like that. And it's in the, the book. The Magic of Food. We actually had these on the show once before, but we made them with, because the book actually calls for absinthe in it. Oh, oh, oh. And I just felt like that was a little too strong, and I wasn't feeling that drinky tonight, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, these are just perfect, actually. They're not too strong, not too weak. They're good. They're uh, good. And, and my, your dog is chiming in. He does. He wants a treat or something. He's like, those bitches won't give me any of the gin and tonic. They're so stingy. <laughs> You're going to have to go get him before he can make noise. So go down the aisle, Shay. Here you go. So they taste really good. I think the pomegranate just has this weird peppery flavor yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, You know, maybe it was grown around other plants that have that essence. Who knows? You never know because it does pick up on it. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, could I get a chip for him? Because he's going to flip out. He's going to want to shut up. Come here. Ricky is sitting here eating Takis, minding his own business. He's not even eating them anymore. Bandit just sees the bag. Yeah, he wants to eat these. They're hot, but I rubbed it off. Uh, Yeah, I give him little pieces and I rub it off. Give me a big piece because that's not going to be enough. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Here you go. All right, so now that Bandit's buffet is set up, Bandit, are we we Now can we continue? Thank you very much. We can continue. Okay. Now he'll shut up. (laughs) So we got our drinks. Yeah, and they're very good. So cheers to Shadowfest. Cheers to Shadowfest. So one of the first things I actually wanted to talk about before we start diving into all these different festivities is Shadowfest versus Samhain. Where are their similarities? Where's their differences? Mm. Because so when we look at Samhain, because that's when everyone kind of hears about, and I will say this every year till I fucking die. It is Samhain, not Samhain. I know. If you're going to call it Samhain, don't talk to me. And you know what? You can't blame the people because that is how it is spelled. It's true. It is how it's spelled. It's derived from the Celtic. It's a Celtic word, which means end of of summer. That's what it actually means, end summer. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, and it's pronounced Samhain. I know. It's very weird. It's spelled. It looks like Samhain, but it's, it's pronounced Samhain. 
don't forget about um, Supernatural. Oh, yes, yes. Supernatural. I, I love me some Sam and Dean. They are beautiful, beautiful boys. But um, you've never seen Supernatural, have you, Monica? I don't think I have. Okay, there's like 8 million seasons on <laughs> Netflix, and you're just going to watch two like hot guys run around and kill fictional monsters, so okay. like, you'll like it. Okay, I think I will. Um, yeah. But at one point, they have to face off against the evil god, Sam Hain. Oh, no. And it's just like, I was cracking up, and I was like, you guys just found like some weird witch bird. You didn't even know it was a holiday. You're just going to call it an evil god. All right, oh, all right. And another episode, Ganesh like eats humans, so. Oh, you know, it's not accurate, but it's there. Yes. But yes, it, it is pronounced Samhain. Yes, it is. So when we look at Samhain, it's the last of the three harvests. Correct. It is one of our bonfire holidays. Right. And right. so there's big bonfires that are lit. And in smaller kind of situations, people will light candles within the home, but they'll also tend to leave them in their windowsill traditionally. Because part of the reason that the fires were there is because we're in a liminal space because the veil is so thin. Yes, the veil is very thin at this point. Yes, and so spirit spirits. Contact. Mm-hmm. Yes, and fairy contact as well. Yep. Because the veil is thin. Yes. Yep. And so that's really interesting because you know what? Like I know that, but never once have I actually associated Samhain yeah, with fairies. Yeah, but, yeah, it's always usually the ancestors. Yeah. And spirits. Yeah. That's how I look at I'll it. I'll have as to well. try and like make a mental note of that to try and remember to leave the fairies an offering because they yeah. probably show up and they're like, "What the fuck? There's this huge feast and none of it's for me." That's why all your shit's going missing. They're getting revenge for last year. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like <laughs> do something, boy, because they're all my stuff is gone. I'm going, going, gone. So anyway, so the candles were lit, and the reason why people would leave them in their windowsill is um, to have a light to guide home the spirits of their ancestors because it's believed that. People were able to cross back over from the veil for a day or two around this time. Uh-huh. So they would leave the candles lit to help light the way for that spirit to come back home to visit. Yes, and actually, and I think I discussed this in a previous podcast somewhere down the line, actual, the actual time of Sal and Shadowfest is 15 degrees Scorpio, which actually falls around November 6th to the 8th. Which is your birthday! Yeah, and so that's actually the date, but... Everybody kind of celebrates it around the 31st. If, do you think that there's any correlation between um, it being on your birthday and you, like, being deathphobic? I don't know. I don't rightly know. Because I, I feel like there might be something there. Who knows? Maybe. Got to explore that. Yeah. So, actually, that's when it really falls, 15 degrees Scorpio, but we all celebrate it around the 30th, 31st, and the 1st, and wherever. You should just start claiming your birthday on Halloween, then, and be like, it's the fucking nine days of Monica, motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, and technically, Samhain doesn't start till the evening um, at sunset on the 31st is when it actually marks and i think it's another time i don't think they no daytime and nighttime aren't equal don't listen to me on no, that no, one no, no, no. um we're we're in the dark time yeah we just went through that with autumn equinox we're in our dark times but um so the holiday itself and everything's supposed to kick off when the sun sets on the 31st until the sun rises on the first and that is when everything's going on so that's when Samhain the time period of Samhain technically is not just like the day of the 31st which is kind of cool to me because I love me some hocus pocus I really want to be Winifred Sanderson when I grow up I hope I'm cool enough um but when when they like even in that movie when they were summoned they only had the evening of Halloween because in the morning they were going to be turned to stone so they were only able to come back from the dead during the technical Valentine's. Wow, trippy. Yeah. yeah true. So we have that. It's the witch's New Year. Right. Some people consider it the witch's New Year. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And it's 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 this it's the start of the dark times, and that's because things are about to get cold. And again, everything going back to agriculture. That was a really scary time because we everyone relied so heavily on crops and the heat and everything like that so this is a time where it is very somber not just because we're missing our ancestors and we're honoring those that have passed but we're also like kind of moving into a time where we're a little a little fearful you have to go within right and that and it's the third and final harvest so everything has been picked and bottled and put away for the long winter ahead Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. so here's the thing and looking at the difference between 
Samhain and Shadowfest because I do notice some differences that I wanted to ask you about and see like if you had ever thought about this or maybe I'm misunderstanding things. So when we look at Samhain, we understand that from, you know, Yule to Samhain, it's the birth of God and his, him growing up, coming of age, courting the goddess, marrying her, him being as power, being prepared to die. And then finally here on Samhain, he goes to the underworld mm -hmm. and he dies. And that's one of the reasons why it's another somber holiday is because the God dies. The goddess in her grief goes within. Yeah. Um, so we have that, which is just... It talks about the cycle of birth and rebirth and how we see it, you know, it's reflected everywhere around us on earth from, you know, humans to animals to the plants around us. We all go through this cycle. And so that's kind of what we're seeing here. Um, and that's Samhain. And again, it's, it's a Gaelic holiday that has been adapted and really, I feel, widely accepted by so many traditions at this point. And now we have Shadowfest, which while it's kind of similar instead of you know looking at it of, a, of the way of it's somber because the god dies and we're remembering our ancestors with shadow fest is actually um the indicator and the time marker of the descent of the goddess where she goes to the underworld right. and she's mad because she thinks that dis has taken everything from her and he's like no that's not me that's that's fate that's time that's age like I just received them and put them to rest. And it takes her a while to warm up to him. But she eventually does, and they fall in love. And they end up making a baby who is the Holly King, who we see come back at Yule. Right. Well, it's not the Holly King. I'm sorry. I don't remember what we call him in Strega. Like, they're more the like King. the Sun King. Um, so instead of it just being, so it still is, you, you see the similarities here of it being tied into going into the underworld and you see that part of it and there still is a cycle of birth and death and rebirth that's kind of tied in here. But even in um, Raven Gormasi's Italian witchcraft book, it says that this is a time of celebration of procreation. Hmm. Which is very different to me than a time of celebrating... Right. The dead. Yeah, yeah, that, but that could be something that is passed down in his hereditary line. Okay. Um, so, but I feel that he still honors the ancestors during this time. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's yeah. still, everything else that we talked about is still there with Shadowfest. Um, and just so you guys know, in case I haven't said it already, Shadowfest is like, it's the, the Halloween, um, not Halloween ritual, but it's like the origins of where, where you get this. That's very similar to Samhain. It's the Italian version of it, essentially. And so this is in Strega. What we call it is Shadowfest. And so it still does have all of the ties of honoring your ancestors and everything else. But it's right. just interesting because there's also that view of procreation put with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like that because even in your darkest time, like, there has to be hope. There has to be something. For a new birth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because this is that cycle and honoring that part of it. So we know that there is rebirth. That's true. That's very true. So, so. yeah. That's all I, I just, that's all I know about it as well. So um, just that, you know, the Italians do it a little different. Yep. You know? Yep. Well, I mean, we... we and every, you know, there's everybody, I think. I mean, the, the general bottom line is the it's an ancestral holiday, communion, communing with the spirits, because we mm -hmm. have that opportunity, uh, helping the spirits, uh, helping those souls that have now crossed to cross over to the other side peacefully. Um, different traditions work it differently. You yeah. Know, there's all different ways to celebrate it. I feel like whenever you look at any of the holidays like this, and you look at the different traditions, I think there's varying... Uh, beliefs just like how you know they call it Samhain we call it Shadowfest we've added in the thing about procreation but there's also just like different different observations with it but at the end of the day I feel like it's all mostly still like the same lines like it's still kind of it's all similar in the way that we're we're still honored the intent's still the same right, right. you know yeah well push comes to shove yeah the same thing how like with the descent of the goddess you know, we see that also with, like, Persephone, kind of. You see it in different traditions where it varies in how it's done, but it still kind of has that same undertone. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it's all kind of still there. Yeah. So that's kind of the basic idea of Samhain and Shadowfest, though. It's like, so we're definitely looking at honoring our ancestors with it. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. So um, what other things did you find on it? Um well, Talking about uh, honoring your ancestors, there's many things that you can do to honor the ancestors 
drawing this time, drawing this quick draw. One of the things you can do is you can set up an ancestral altar. And what that, what that is, is uh, you would bring pictures of your ancestors who have crossed and you would put them on a specific altar with maybe some of the food they used to like to eat or one of their beverages they used to like to drink or if they like smoking cigars or anything like that, their favorite food. Something or, that reminds you yeah, of them. Yeah, something to thing. honor them, right. Mm -hmm. So, and then you put all different kind of candles around and that's how we, we have an ancestral altar. Yeah. I also, I even put my my animals that have passed on my ancestral altar. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, do I. So. One thing I'll say, and this this is at least with me, I'm, I'm very particular about this, is when I'm setting up an ancestral altar, to honor the dead, I absolutely will not allow a picture that has someone that's still alive in it. Right. So right, you have right, to make sure right, it's right. just like if you're putting up a group picture, it better be a group of people that have all passed on. Yeah, only the people that are truly ancestors. Have yes. Over. Yeah. You don't put pictures no. of the living. And one thing I want to address right now is a lot of people, we hear the word ancestor and we think of people that we're related to by blood. And I don't consider that to be where that line stops. Our ancestors are, when it comes to this, and we're looking at our ancestral crew and the spirits that look out for you, I think that this goes to anyone that you have a really profound bond with, a love with. This could be your friends. This could be a mentor. This could. It doesn't have to just be somebody that you are related to by blood, because some people don't have biological family. That's true. But that doesn't stop you from having ancestors. In fact, oh, I think it... absolutely. Everyone has ancestors. It's crazy. Yeah. It yeah. makes you have two sets of ancestors, I think. If you don't know your biological family, because it's still there, it's still in your blood, so you have this whole army of spirits that you've never met because you don't maybe know your birth parents or something like that. Right. And so you still have them, and they still count, but then you still have the ancestors of whoever did raise you, whoever you do consider to be your family. That's so right. you got a double whammy there, so that actually works out for you. So don't think that you don't have that connection because you actually end up having multiples yes absolutely yeah we all do we all have ancestors yes other things that i like to add on to my ancestral altar is skulls yes um because skulls are the reminiscent of the human form not necessarily of death i don't think of skulls like death i think of them like an ancestor yeah an ancestor yeah that's how i consider them too yeah and you can also put things um like you were kind of talking about like if the person smokes cigars or things like that, special trinkets just right. in general. Um, my dad was a Pop Warner football coach, and so one of the things that was given to me when he died was like his whistle. Mm -hmm. So I have that. So that will go on there. I can even put people's ashes up on there if I have right. it. Sure, absolutely. The other thing that I like to put on there is a small pot of, of dirt or a small pot of soil. Mm -hmm. And this came to me from, I started practicing this a while ago, and the reason behind it is, um, first off, the Green Man Store, when they do their sound ritual, it's always, it always has dirt. Mm -hmm. And I don't know their reasoning for that um, specifically. I've never really asked. Well, I guess, you know, dust to dust, earth to earth, you return. I mean, I'm thinking That's that kind of it. what yeah. I think it is, too. And I think about that in the sense of, well, you know, at some point we're all going to decompose and we become part of the earth again. So, right. you know, our ancestors are in the earth. Yeah. And so I do think of it as that. Also, uh, Raven Gramasi had this book called something like it was called the thorn-blooded witch or the path of the thorn-blooded witch and it had nothing to do with strega it was this whole other um path that he developed that was all about working with plant spirits and it was really interesting um but what he continuously brought up from like almost like the start of the book was the concept of shadow and shadow being an earth memory because just because you're in a brand new building or a really old building before yeah. it was there there was still something that the earth has always been there the earth Right. has witnessed everything it's witnessed our ancestors right and when you can tap into that because that was kind of part of this like belief system that he had with this book was that you could tap into shadow and access those memories mm -hmm. and so kind of putting those two those two things together and understanding that since we decompose because that's just science mm -hmm. our ancestors are in the earth right and then looking at it as the fact of that Earth has witnessed our ancestors and carries all of those memories, I like to keep soil on my ancestral altar for Good that idea. reason. I like that. Um, so those are like my, my big things. And you can also put things like rosemary because rosemary is for remembrance. Right, right. Pomegranates I put up for Persephone. And Hecate. And I put garlic on there for Hecate too. Right. And you can also put mint for Pluto. Right. And, and, so and I think things. that um, some of the other plants that we use with cypress 
Yeah, cypress is a really big one, and I believe wormwood and mugwort, too. Yes. Another thing you can do is, uh, which is definitely in a lot of traditions, is setting a place, serving a place at a table for your ancestors with with the full gamut, with the dishes, you know, that you would add your your food to. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're just right there. So you would leave an empty spot at your table when you're feasting that night for your ancestor. Yeah. Which I love that idea. You know what? I remember doing that, and I don't remember when it started, but I remember doing that at a Thanksgiving at my house every year. Huh. That's interesting. Well, yeah, well, that's kind of stray on there, you know? Yeah. I, I think I'm the one, I mean, maybe someone else started it, but I remember I was always someone that ended up, like, remembering it and doing it and kind of being an assistant yeah. about it, but I don't feel like it was something I necessarily grew up with. I think it's something that kind of started, like, when I was a teenager or something, like, I started, that, that would happen. Well, you know, um, the Astragas have um, a Lade, which is a little house that housed spirits of your ancestors, and they it's an all-year-round thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But um, it's usually by a hearth and uh, where, you know, the cooking is done and things are done by the fire. And especially on birthdays or celebrations, there was always, you always, like, you know, put offerings of honey and milk um, and sometimes wine for the ancestors in the latte, which is that little house. It, originally, it was um, um, Lhasa spirits which were gods at one point of the grains and the, and the earth and that and then it developed into more of a personal thing with your it being your ancestors yeah like your family yeah mm-hmm. and that is like full year round all year round yeah it's like part of the house they're right? seen as like almost like domestic gods like gods of your household yeah. kind of thing yeah and they're guardians and they protect you you know and you just take care of them by by giving them offerings and honoring them on their special days and holidays and everything else very important part of the of the of the Italian year. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some research about that after you actually told me about it, and like, there's a lot that actually goes on around that whole concept with it of like different, um, like coming of age, people getting married, death yes. rites, all of these things that they would purposely make sure that like elements of the statue were there to witness these things, yeah. and even to. You know who they get passed down to and stuff when like the matriarch or the patriarch dies and it's really interest. It's a really interesting thing. Yeah, I I saw um, a lot of actually when we went to uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. And I wanted it so badly. It was so much money, and I I just couldn't have it at that point. Well, because what it's got pillars on it. it looks it's like got a little, two pillars. Yeah, yeah. Looks like this little, like, Roman-looking house kind of thing. Yeah. I swear, we could probably make one out of, like, dollhouse parts. Or, you know, we have some, we got some handy guys in our, our group. Like, Tommy's pretty handy. Maybe he can get one for us, you know? See, that would be kind of cool. Like to I get would love one to have one. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I would love to have that. But anyway, that is a tradition that not only is, is important around Shadowfist, but all year, all round, year round for the Stegas. So. You know, I can't believe that I forgot to mention this, that we forgot to mention this at the beginning, because usually I get really excited about all this news and stuff of what we got going on, and I pulled it out in the beginning, with how many times we've said Shadowfest, you think it would have triggered one of our memories, we have an announcement! Oh, we do. We, we sure do. do. We are bringing, we are bringing you guys your very first taste of Strega Ritual Witchcraft. Yes, we're going to be doing a video of uh, Shadowfest. Um, it's not going to be a full-blown ritual, but it is going to be a ritual. What we're going to be doing, it's going to be, it's an online ritual because, you know, we, we're still dealing with COVID. It's still not safe to um, for us to gather yet. But on October 23rd at 8 p.m., we are going to be doing a Shadowfest ritual over Zoom. And you can email us at winespiritsandwitches at gmail.com if you want to be a part of it. Um, we can send you all of the information on it. It is a $5 fee to attend. Um, we're going to give you all of the information in regards to it. But know that this is a live ritual and you guys will be um, participating. It's not as much as we would love for everyone to have like really big active participation, but you will be involved. So it's not just like you're going to be sitting there staring at a screen. Um, you are going to be helping create this magic with us as we petition our ancestors for guidance. We're going to pay homage to them. Um, we're going to go ahead and help the spirits that haven't crossed over, cross over. And I feel like this year, you know, Monica, you always talk about 
strength in numbers and this year especially i feel like it's super important that we do this yes you know because there's been so many deaths all over the world my god yeah Yeah. it's one hell of a year yeah and so i think this is a really good time for everyone to come together to do this work in different ways to help usher these other spirits over um but everyone that attends, um, you guys are also going to be able to submit your ancestors' names to us so that we can make sure that your ancestors specifically are included in this ritual. So we're super excited about it, and we're super excited that the lovely Green Man Store also offered to sponsor this ritual. So that's really awesome of them. Yes, it is indeed. So we're very excited about that. So we have lots of information on the Shadow Fest, and we even have two classes coming up. Yes, coming indeed. up as well. Um, Monica's going to be hosting a past life path working yeah called well of the ancestors very interesting i know you did it before with me yes i did and that was pretty intense it's very intense so but it's safe but you don't have to worry about not being safe and uh it's going to be very interesting it's to see not what... yeah it's not spooky scary intense it's, well, it's everyone's like experience is different yeah everyone's experience is different i feel like you know, we did it in a group, and at the end of it, people were like, I was a princess, and I was at a tea party, yeah. and I think, you know, there's always someone that thinks they're fucking Cleopatra, and then you're like, what about you, Sean? I was like, I was a little kid, and I was lost somewhere, and I couldn't find my parents, and now I want to go home. Like, <laughs> I was I was done. That was, that was intense, but it was really cool. It was a really interesting experience, so yes. we have that coming up. Um, I'm going to be teaching a class on spirit boards, because everyone is so freaked out by them, so I'm going to talk about the history the do's and the don'ts so we have two really uh three really amazing things going on we really hope that you guys can join us for some of the classes but especially the ritual i'm really excited about it and it's cool that we have been able to kind of overcome this whole everything has to be done virtually and we've we figured out a way that we can really kind of share the strega magic with all of our listeners yes so i'm very excited about that and we hope to see all of you guys in circle yes the reason why i bring that up is um I wanted to talk about soul cakes. Oh, okay. Go and ahead. I did talk about this last year as well on our on our Samhain episode. But basically what soul cakes are is they're they're cookies essentially. And a lot of times they are made out of shortbread or different kinds of grain, but really they're I think that there's probably different traditional recipes depending on your region, depending on your tradition. Um, because a lot of it was just done with whatever grain was available. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really interesting because there's a lot of different kind of lore around soul cakes. Uh, soul cakes, And part of it is that it was offered to angry spirits to placate them, to soothe them. That they were made and just made as offerings for the dead. So this is definitely something that this season when I make them, that's another thing that will be on my ancestral altar. It's another kind of food just for them. Um... But I also was reading somewhere that I believe it was saying that in the, the Druid tradition that these, these would be baked around, like, your Samhain bonfire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the whole group or the whole village or whatever would get together and whoever, they would put them in, like, a, a basket and everyone would have to, like, blindly draw one. And whoever got the burnt one was the human sacrifice. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So I did read that. I only saw it mentioned in like a couple places though. So it wasn't really enough for me to fully verify that. However, we know that there's always someone getting fucked or someone getting killed when it comes to old school pagan traditions. You are either sacrificing something or fucking something. So it's probably true. Um, But really what was interesting here was um, the idea of mummers and solars. So they're basically people that would go door to door to your house um, singing and offering certain kinds of prayers for deceased loved ones, maybe trapped souls and things like that. Um, Traditionally, this was like poor people or older people and children that tended to be dressed up in costume. And they would say prayers for the dead and then you would give them a soul cake and trade. And that is one of the places that we have actually seen the birth of trick-or-treating a little bit. Mm. Um, There's a whole different kind of thing about where trick-or-treating comes from, but this is definitely one of the one of the places that it's suspect to come from is from the the mummers and the solars that were coming about that we would give soul cakes to. And the reason why I brought up Shadowfest and it reminded me of the ritual is because last year I gave everyone a soul cake ritual and I decided that every year I think I might try a, a different rich, a different soul cake, not soul cake ritual, soul cake recipe. There we recipe. go. Recipe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I figured I might as well try a new one each year, kind of see 
what we like, what we love. And since we know that during our Shadow Fest ritual, we're going to do cakes and ale, I thought it would be fun that we could all make soul cakes. So mm. we can come up with a shared recipe so that no matter where you are in the world, when we do cakes and ale, we're going to be having the same kind of soul cake. Mm, that'd be fun. So what I was kind of thinking, I'm on a huge pomegranate kick right now, and I was able to find pomegranates at the store today, too. Um, so I was kind of looking online. I'm like, what can we do with that? And actually, I found pomegranate chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which essentially is just your basic chocolate chip cookie recipe, and then you add in about a half a cup of pomegranate seeds to it. Wow, sounds good. Yeah, mm-hmm. so usually what I do when I make um, chocolate chip cookies is I just use the recipe that's on the back of like the Nestle Toll House yeah, chocolate sure. chip bag. Um, so go ahead and use that, and the two things that you're going to be adding in is half a cup of pomegranate seeds. Maybe a little bit more, depending on how you like it. I'd just be careful because you don't want them to, like, pop and then, like, your cookies get soggy. Oh, yeah. Um, but also maybe a teaspoon of cinnamon. If you feel like that might be something you gel with, like pomegranate and cinnamon, I usually add a half, I usually add a teaspoon of cinnamon into my, my chocolate chip cookies anyway. And I did see some pomegranate cookie recipes with cinnamon in it. I personally don't know how much I think that would be awesome. Um, but cinnamon is one of the traditional spices and herbs for salmon. Absolutely, yes. So I thought, I'm like, I have half a mind to maybe doing like a half and half batch just to try some. Right. And give us a report to see if it's worth doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. like Monica's like, I'm not your guinea pig. I'm not going to fucking try that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, but yeah. Yeah. So basically, guys, for our Shadow Fest ritual, um, and even if you're not going to be able to attend it, but you want to make these these soul cakes and you want to join in on that, um, it's just chocolate chip cookies with pomegranate or half a cup of pomegranate seeds in them. Kind of work it in that way. And I really love that because pomegranates are the fruit of the underworld, I thought that it just was very appropriate for the fact that these are soul cakes and for the fact that um, it's salmon. Yes. And some other traditional things uh, that happen around Shadow Fest or Salon are hot mulled cider, mm-hmm. right? A little bit of spike in there, a little bit of spirit, so to speak, in there. Um, we usually have a feast of um, stews and the cornbread and the pumpkin pie and all the fixings that go with that. Yes, and so we make these different, these hearty stews. And what I love about it is we bake them in pumpkins. Yes, we bake them in pumpkins and they taste delish after they come out of the oven. And that's how we celebrate after we do our ritual. Yep, big feast. So yeah, soul cakes and stews are really good ones. Pumpkin pie. Absolutely pumpkin pie. Last last out, last shadow fest when we were with our coven, someone brought this pumpkin pie. It was really beautiful. One of our coven sisters made it. And it was just giving you an attitude, I guess, or something, Monica, because you were trying to, like, cut a slice of it yeah. and just put, like, it, like, it had a big pie. You're just going to cut a slice and put it on a plate. And you were, I don't know why you were struggling with it, because I was, I could hear you, but I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> and then I looked over, and it was, like, a fucking pumpkin puddle on the plate. And you were like, dude, I tried. I don't know what happened. Here you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It looks shit like shit happens like that. Yeah, it's so good though. Oh, you anyway, know. Yeah. yeah, and we all just kind of looked at each other. Where I'm like, well, I'm sure it'll still taste Tastes good. good. Yeah, it may look like crap, but it tastes damn good. Yeah. It just that that pumpkin pie wasn't going down without a fight. That's all. It just oh needed. It needed to have so the crazy. last word. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a very it's a kind of a solemn holiday. You know, it's not something that we're going to be joking around and you know in ritual. You know, we like to have fun too, but. This is very solemn because it, it does um, concern the ancestors and uh, those who have passed. Exactly. It is. It's, it's one of the more sad holidays, and there's been times where it's cool. There's definitely been some where, you know, I think, like, the first time that I went to a Samhain ritual, like, there was already people, like, in the middle of the ritual just kind of crying. I was like, what, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then, and I think my guard was up too much for that one you know it's my first time kind of wasn't like kind of sure and then for the next one I think I did cry too like it is it's a really intense holiday and sometimes you know you'll get visited by your ancestors or you will be especially if you're able to go to a group ritual you're just yeah it's it's there's this overwhelming feeling and I don't even necessarily want to call it sorrow because mm-hmm. it's sad there's but I can't explain it it's just there's this feeling there, the feeling is I miss you mm-hmm. is, is yeah. kind of like the best way I can kind of describe it you know yes and so I think that's just something really trippy 
you know, we keep talking about ancestors, and I know I was, you know, how we kind of touched on ancestors can be anybody that you were close to and stuff like that. And we talk about how the veil's thin, they're going to be here. Right. But what does that mean? What does that mean to us as us being the living? And what does that mean that we, what's our responsibility? And, you know, at the ancestral altar is a really big one because it's just an easy way to pay respect. Right. Yeah. But totally. it's our time to communicate to honor, to bless them and be blessed in return because yes. they're always working with us, you know, and some people will even say like, you know, oh, I talk to my grandma all the time or this or that, you know, and it's just like, we end up kind of like praying to them, you know, and people think that they're praying to their, their loved ones that have passed, but you're just, you're keeping that line of communication open. And now it's really easy to do that. You might catch um, glimpses of them out of the corner of your eye feel things in the middle of the night uh -huh. there was one person i talked to today who does not even believe in any of this stuff and he recently just lost his girlfriend and mm. she always used to like draw on his toes or something when he was sleeping and last night he said that he woke up because something was tickling his feet he mm -hmm. goes i'm starting to believe i said well this is the season the veil is getting thinner and thinner this is the time that there's going to be contact mm -hmm. And you'll you'll dream about them. Yes. Or smell their perfume. Correct. Or you know, like you mentioned, if someone smells cigars, you might smell cigar smoke. Exactly. My great grandfather always had a thing about like weird like peanut butter candy. Oh wow. All the time, so you could smell it once in a while, and they would just like, just drift through as if he was just walking right, by, and right. you would just smell the peanut butter candy. But that's how you knew. Exactly. But this is also a time for us to heal our ancestral traumas. This is a time to look at our ancestral curses and where we're kind of fucked up with that kind of stuff. And it's time to break that and to kind of face that while our ancestors are here. Right. And I'm not just talking about ancestral curses like, you know, the evil neighbor cursed you five generations ago and your life's still fucked up because of it. No, I'm talking about things because... All of our ancestors at some point have had some kind of poverty background or some kind of different trauma, trauma background yeah. that they were raised with without realizing that it was something that was ingrained into their head. And I think most commonly where we see this kind of relationship is with people who money, you right. know, and people always thinking they're broke and this or that, or just weird things like that. Like we all have them or like putting up with a certain amount of abuse right. that we kind of just see through a family line. And, you know, maybe you think, well, you're putting up with it cause it's just verbal abuse. And so you're like, well, it's verbal abuse. That's not that bad. They could be hitting me. No, that's still abuse. And this is, especially if it's something that's been like sparked and it came from like your, you know, great grandmother beating your grandmother who beat your mom, who's beating you. Like you have to put a stop to these things. And this is a time to kind of do that. To bury it. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And face that because you know, you're breaking these curses, not just for yourself, but for who comes after you. Yeah, and another interesting thing about the season is a lot of people cross over during this this holiday. A lot of people cross over during. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's very, very typical to see. People. Interesting. Van Halen. Oh yeah, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, so if you're gonna we see, we need to picture him. He's going on the ancestral altar. There's gonna be, uh, you're gonna see an influx of that, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Another thing that is important to do when it comes to working with your ancestors now, not only is it about burying the, the trauma, but forgiving them. Oh, yes, absolutely forgiving. Mm -hmm. You have to forgive. I mean, it's, it, could be, it could be very traumatic for you to do so, and you might fight it tooth and nail. I always say you have to forgive. You can kind of have to forget about it because that's in your mind and your, in your life. But it might you help do, you with a boundary. You do have to let, you do have to forgive. Yeah, you have to forgive, and I think it's, it's, it's the a, only way to set yourself free. Mm -hmm. Seriously, is the only way. You don't forgive for the other person. You forgive for you because as long as you're not forgiving, you're holding yourself to that and you're causing yourself harm by not forgiving that. But to forgive someone and to forgive your ancestors, like specifically since that's kind of where we're at with this, it doesn't mean that you need to work with them. Though. You can forgive your shitty uncle and still be like, I don't want you on my ancestral altar and I don't want to work with you. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. You're allowed to have those boundaries up because, like, think about it. Not everybody has, none of us have a perfect, perfect family life, no. or a perfect life. No. And, and some of us have really shitty ancestors. Like, if Hitler was my fucking ancestor, I don't even think I could forgive him. I think in some cases you don't have to forgive. You know, We're talking about Hitler anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and another thing, if you, like, you know, people say that they didn't have a chance to say what they needed to say. Mm -hmm. 
and lose it when your ancestors or your family is alive. Now is the perfect time to do that. Now that this veil is thin, you have that opportunity because the communication is right. You just have like something just float right behind your head. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much. So it's it's the time for, you know, you can you can you get that. your closure. Yeah, get your closure. Yeah. Get your closure. Get your you life. don't have to have the person to be alive or in front of you to forgive or get closure no. or do any of those things. But you know what I find helps? Say it out loud. Oh, yeah. And that helps. Just say it out loud and get it out. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to do this just at, at Samhain. Like, so if you're, like, happening to listen to this late and it's April do it. and this is something that works for you, do it. And sometimes you need to go through, like, you know, like, what is it, the five stages of grief? Sometimes, like, to get to that point of forgiveness yeah. of of getting your closure, you have to go through all of them. So maybe you're going to cry at your altar and then start yelling at them. Like, do what you need to do. Work it out. Um, but the one thing to kind of keep in mind, going to forgiveness and closure and all these things. And, again, you can have your boundaries with them. Just because you forgive and you have your closure doesn't mean you need to work with them. But keep in mind that no one's perfect. And that spirits also still grow and they still have their own journey after this. You don't die and become all knowing, but I would love to think that you, you die and you're a little more understanding, especially about your, your actions over your life. Cause that's part of that growing process. So it could even be something that maybe you weren't super close to them when they were alive, but now all of a sudden you feel like this call to them a little bit. Um, and ways to kind of do that, if you do have anyone that's around that knows your family background, find out about it. The whole purpose is keeping that that memory alive, right. you know, and that comes from talking about people. Talk about your friends that have passed and the silly things they have done or the amazing things they have done and do that during this time. This is how we honor them. Right. And if you can remember your friends and your loved ones and you can make sure that their legacy and all of that lives on, they'll live forever. Right. Exactly, for sure. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's one of my favorite holidays for sure. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I do have one other thing that I wanted to talk about. Actually, circling back to our autumn equinox episode. Okay. Um, during the autumn equinox episode, we talked about gratitude and yes. you know harvesting and all of that. And one thing that I shared with everybody was during my first autumn equinox ritual they talked about sacrifice and how you have to like sacrifice something. And we, we kind of talked about that on here and it kind of makes sense to me just to kind of like go back and recap a little bit. It made sense to me because in order to reap in all of these wonderful things from our harvest, which was like harvest of the seeds we planted, what we were working and manifest all year long, that's coming in and we're still on our final harvest. So it's still coming in. So it's important to have something that you're willing to let go of mm. just to create space for all of these blessings to come through. And when we hear the word sacrifice, we think of something like we're, we're like killing something essentially that we love or is good. And that doesn't have to be it. It's anything that's taking up room. It could be something toxic or something that's just stagnant. You can release be, it. Get mm -hmm. rid of it. It's a time of release. And so we had talked about how taking autumn equinox as that time to start to figure out what that is. Cause if you're going to cut something from your life, you know, unless you've been really wrestling with it for a really long time, you should have some time to think about this, you know? Yeah. Um, so we decided that we're going to let everyone kind of stew with that until Samhain, until Shadowfest, and they can do it. Yes. And I was thinking about that, and I, I came up with a spell for it. Oh, good. So, good. Excellent. you know, if you're listening to this now, we purposely tried to release this a couple weeks early so everyone has time to prep their Samhain. So if you forgot about the whole releasing and sacrificing thing from Autumn Equinox, that's okay because you got a little bit of time. Um, so what you're going to do is we're going to work this in with our ancestors since this is a shadow fest spell. So you're going to need a piece of red string and you're going to need that small pot of soil that goes on your ancestral altar. Okay. And a pair of scissors. Okay. All right. So what you're going to do is you're going to take this string and you're going to tie it to the index finger of your giving hand, of your dominant hand. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna tie it, and this now represents the cord of the thing that you're releasing and how it's attached to you. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna look at it and you're gonna realize again and allow this to be the symbol of what you're letting go of, of the cord that attaches it, and you're gonna thank it. You're gonna thank, because even if what you're releasing is something so traumatic and toxic, it's done something for you, it shaped you. 
even if part of it is you're like, no, I'm fucked up and now I need therapy and all this other stuff. Well, at the end of that therapy, you're going to be such a better person and you have all of this wisdom. But anything at some point, it served its purpose at one right. point in time down to a ratty t-shirt. At one point, you right. loved it. Yeah, you know, right. It was part of your life. You lived your life. You walked the walk. Yeah. And so, you know, it was, it was a part of you, so you can't regret it. So take time to thank it or at least not acknowledge what what it did for you what it what purpose it served in your life yes and tell it thank you and and if you have to have a conversation with it again kind of rounding back to closure that's fine um but say thank you but you need to go now you're, you're not welcome in my life anymore and i have to release you because i have to make room for other things that do serve me because you don't serve me anymore and then what you're going to do is you're going to ask your ancestors at this time to lend you their strength as well as take this from you so that when they cross back over to the other side, they may take this burden with them so that this thing is not in your life anymore. And what you're going to do is you're going to cut that thread off of your finger and you're going to burn it and you're going to reserve the ashes and this ashes are going to be mixed in with that ancestral soil now. Very good. And then what you're going to do is you're going to either mix that and just spread it outside and give it back to the earth and libate the soil. Or if you have a favorite tree, um, some people put their ancestral altars at the base of trees and stuff like that. So if you wanted to do something like that, that is beautiful. But the point is we're returning it to earth where our ancestors are going and they're, they're going to take that energy with it as well to the other side. Very good. And that is like my that. Shadow very Fest good. release spot. I like that very much. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, very good. So the season is upon us. It is the season of the witch. And I, I did um, post a little poem the other day on Alan's Awakened Witches. I don't know if you on saw On our it. Facebook group, right? Yeah. 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 And I, right now I'm, I'm a little tipsy. So right. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But um, We're going to have a race on Facebook to see which one of us can find it first. Yeah, because I wrote it on there the other day and i i know it's i've been so posting on there so much i bet everyone's getting like yeah. annoyed with me they're like oh my god relax yeah it's crazy so here we go i we found it. it okay good so can you hear the voices as the wind begins to spin we call upon our ancestors as the veil begins to thin i love that thank you yeah so that's you know something i came up with i thought it was pretty nice so I love that. I shared it with everybody. Yes, indeed. I dig that. Everyone listening, please go join our Facebook group. It is so much fun. People ask the best questions on there, too. I love it. Um, and I love seeing how involved everybody gets with it. Um, we also have an Instagram, so you can follow us at Wine Spirits and Witches on Instagram. Yes, indeed. And don't forget to send us your questions. Send us your stories. A lot of people, like, message me on my personal Instagram, which is fine. Like, message me away. Like, I love it, and I love the interaction. But they'll message me on there, or they'll message me on Wine Spirits and Witches, and then I get confused, and the message gets buried. So I know a lot of people listening to this are like, I did try and send you my stuff, and I didn't hear it. So for the sake of organization, because we know that I have the attention span of a hand Hamster, yes please email your stuff to us email us your questions email us your stories because we can definitely keep track of the email a lot better mm -hmm. um so that we can we can answer them and i really love being able to answer the questions especially if it's something that's like thought provoking and makes us really think about it yeah. but yes. i love when people write in and share their stories because first off some of you guys are just really kick-ass writers yes. and it's really captivating to hear your stories yeah but also, you might think that your story is kind of silly or lackluster, but a lot of people that are listening are people that are new to the craft or in the broom closet or maybe are just very isolated because they don't live in an area with a heavy pagan population. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's really awesome for other people to be able to hear this because they're going to be able to relate to you. They're going to be able to identify with you, you know. And don't forget about our raffle that we have. Yes, we have a raffle. We have some really amazing stuff on there. The picture, I know we said we were going to put it up last week, but, you know, Pagan Standard Time, we're running late. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we got all of our goodies together. We've got some really fun stuff in the raffle to um, celebrate our one-year anniversary that just passed. Yes. And really, guys, Monica put a lot of stuff in there. Like, she's hooking you guys the fuck up. So. It's going to be a nice little grab bag. Yes, it is. So that will be up, and all you have to do is just repost it with the hashtag. And after you do, you got to email me and let me know and give me your mailing address so that when yeah, we don't do that on 
Yes, do not do that on social media. Email us and then with your mailing address. Do that privately so no one else can see that, please. Um, um, Just so that we have it and you can put your Instagram handle on it so we know, like, who it is and stuff so that when we do the drawing and stuff, we can get it packed up. We can get it shipped out to you the next day. Exactly. So so I'm excited for it. Yes. So I dig that. So check out the Shadow Fest ritual. Check out all the stuff that we got going on. We're definitely trying to bring some new things and keep everything more inter interactive with you guys, so that right. we can kind of keep going. We can keep growing and and grow grow as our as our wine spirits and witches coven. And we got a lot of nice feedback from having our Papa Winnie on. Oh so, yeah, big uh, Papa Strega. He's going to be giving some classes as well, and we'll keep you informed in the loop with that. So it's going to be an exciting year. We have a lot of good things planned. Yes, we do. And one last thing before we say our goodbyes and pound our gin and tonics. Um, We did have one of my darling friends on the Facebook group, Malene. Um, She made a post saying that she was feeling compelled to do a protection candle for Armenia. There's a lot of stuff going on there. It's very, it's very scary. It's really messed up. Mm -hmm. And so she wanted to do a protection candle. So um, we talked to her about that and Monica and I actually went on and we made one and we constructed it on a video that we posted on YouTube. Um, And so the link for that is in our Wine Spirits and Witches Facebook group. So if you want to go see how to make the Armenia protection candle, you can go do that because remember guys, there's strength in numbers and being a witch is about helping others. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know the saying, what you sow is what you reap. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Do you know who your shout outs to? I'm shouting out to all those people that are fighting that war over there in mm-hmm. Armenia. That's my shout out. I'm getting chills with that. That's my shout out too, is to everyone over there. I hope that everybody is safe. I hope that this can, soon, yes, soon, can be soon. done swiftly and peacefully so that everyone can return to their families yes. and yeah. we can get some stability and some safety yeah. for everybody. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So on that note, Mary meet, Mary part, and, and Mary, Mary meet again. again.